Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew talking about Michigan football's week one opponent, the Western Michigan Broncos. I'm speaking with today Robin Hook, who is the lead voice of Broncos Athletics. How are you doing today, Robin? Doing great, Trevor. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. So let's get right to it. Western Michigan last year went 4-2. and two. They started the season at 4-0. Could you just tell us a little bit about what happened last year overall? What were the highs and lows? Got out to a great start. Played uh, six games, all-conference opponents, and uh, got off to the great start, winning the first four, including that dramatic uh, come-from-behind win at home against Toledo, and then went into week five undefeated and lost a shootout to Eastern Michigan here in Kalamazoo that uh, was a high-scoring affair, and the Broncos' defense was all banged up. Had people playing out of position, trying to fill some voids, and it didn't work. Broncos scored a lot of points, but gave up a lot of points and lost, but still went into the last week of the season against Ball State with an opportunity to win the division and play for the MAC championship in Detroit. And dominated the Ball State Cardinals uh, in every aspect but the final score and uh, they were up and down the field, doubled them in time of possession and yardage and just uh, had a couple of uh, turnovers that proved costly and gave up some big plays on defense and Ball State went on to win by three and they went on to win the MAC championship and won a bowl game too so Broncos remember that finish. It didn't go the way they had hoped. Neither did the previous season when they were in a similar situation and lost in the final day of the season. So they've got a lot of veteran guys who uh, were part of both of those seasons, and they're looking forward to finishing it out this year. But it'll be tough. The MAC West Division is loaded again with Toledo and Central Michigan and Ball State, the defending MAC champ, and Central's a really good team. Eastern Michigan can put up some points, and Northern Illinois is getting better. So the West Division of the MAC is usually pretty tough top to bottom, and there's no question that's the case again this year. And could you give us some background into head coach Tim Lester? Well, Tim is an alum. Played quarterback for the Broncos back in the 90s. They called every one of his touchdown passes, and he threw a lot of them. Uh, he 
went on to play a little professional football and then went into coaching. Was a head coach at the Division Two and the Division Three level and then came to Western Michigan as quarterback's coach, gained a lot of experience at the Division One level, went over to Syracuse and uh, became offensive coordinator there, moved to Purdue as quarterback coach, and now the head coach at Western Michigan. This will be his fifth season. Tim has uh, done everything but finish it out and win a division and play for a championship, so... Uh, that's the goal this year. He's got a veteran team returning 10 of 11 starters on defense and 9 of 11 starters on offense. And so they're excited about their team and the, the prospects for the season, but it's a difficult schedule starting with this game against Michigan. Now, you said the defensive side of the ball is returning a good amount of starters, an impressive amount of returning starters. Head coach of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, said that Western Michigan defensive coordinator Lou Espedicito does a fantastic job. Last season, Western Michigan was fifth in tackles for loss, ranked 13th in sacks, 20th pass rush, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. They did rank uh, quite low in points allowed with uh, ranked at 94, but um, I believe there were some injuries last year, correct? So could you just tell us overall what makes that defense tick uh, schematically and uh, just the talent that they exude? Well, Coach Esposito runs a 4-3 defense uh, and uh, likes to pressure the quarterback from the entire front, and all of those guys can rush the passer. One of the top players on the defense is uh, defensive tackle Ralph Holly from Orchard Lake St. Mary's. He's an outstanding football player. He's a veteran. Uh, he's really gotten his body into shape. I'm looking for Ralph to have an outstanding season. He had a really good season a year ago. Uh, and then in the uh, second level at the linebacker spot, Trey Hayward moved on. He entered the transfer portal and uh, ended up at Arizona, but Corbin Moments back there, a 6'2", 250-pound middle linebacker, something that you don't see a lot in the Mid-American Conference, that kind of size, at middle linebacker, and Corbin can really bring it. He's a very physical football player, so he plays in there. And then one of the young men who missed the entire season is outside linebacker Zaire Barnes. He's a young player that they really looked to last year to be a key guy, but he got hurt before the season began, and didn't play at all so he's healthy and ready to go and that Ryan Selig who was uh, a backup linebacker but really excelled on special teams moves into a linebacker's role and uh, he's an outstanding football player too I think he's really gonna be a guy that um, really rises to the top on defense the difference though for the Broncos is going to be at the back end so they have a tremendous player in A.J. Thomas a Detroit kid who played in the secondary at uh, one of the safety spots but because of the injuries last year he had to move to linebacker so he can play the linebacker role and probably will in some situations uh, and also play at safety so they can move him around a little bit he's a he's the leader of the defense AJ Thomas number six he's physical he's always around the football and uh, can come up with uh, turnovers so he's a guy to watch and then at the corner spot, they're four deep now, and that was an area of concern in the past. They just didn't have uh, 
cornerback play to avoid big plays. And Theron Coleman, who was a transfer from Pitt, missed all of last year, didn't play it down. He's healthy and ready to go at one of the corners. And then they moved uh, Deshaun Bustle, who's a physical wide receiver who played on special teams and could see his uh, physicality over there. They decided to swap him over to the defense and his combination of speed and and physicalness has really been an addition to the secondary. So you'll see him back there. But they have uh, some other players that can also play corner and not miss a beat. So they've got some depth over there on defense, something that was sorely lacking a year ago. And hopefully that'll pay off this season for the Broncos because Western Michigan can score points. Their offense can put points on the board. It's just been a matter of stopping the other guys. And they hope to do that a little bit better this year. Now, switching to the offensive side of the ball, Western Michigan quarterback Caleb Ellaby had quite the season, the season ago. 18 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He had a passer rating that was only behind two people, the number 15th pick in the draft in Alabama's Mac Jones, and then the number two pick in the draft, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. So LB was highly efficient last year. Uh, tell us about LB. Give us a scouting report if you can. Well, he's a tremendous young man. He's become the leader of the football team. He had to start as a true freshman the final four games of the season due to injury to the starter, John Wassing. He played in the bowl game against Zach Wilson out in Boise, Idaho, and uh, held his own until Wilson went off in the second half and completed 17 straight passes, and BYU went on to beat the Broncos in that bowl game. But then next season, Caleb did not take a snap. He tutored under John Wassink, the senior starter, learned a lot from John, uh, did not play in any games, did not even get in a snap at the end of the game. But he learned a lot in practice, learned a lot about the offense that Coach Tim Luster runs. And then last year, he was anointed the starting quarterback, and he lit it up. He threw 18 touchdown passes, only two interceptions, as you mentioned third of the nation in passing efficiency, uh, the top quarterback of the Mid-American Conference, in my opinion. And when you watch him throw the football, it's just a thing of beauty. I mean, he's got an NFL caliber arm that can make all the throws, all the tough throws. He can throw them into tight windows. He can throw the deep ball over the top. He can throw the square and, and the dig routes over the middle. He's not afraid to do that. And uh, the arm strength that he displays is something that I've never seen in my 38 years of calling Western Michigan football from any Bronco quarterbacks or from any opposing quarterbacks, for that matter. So he's a special talent, and I encourage the fans to get in the stadium early to watch this kid in warm-ups throw the football, and they're going to see what I'm talking about. And then hopefully it... Uh, it shows up in the game, but that's going to be a tough challenge against a really good Michigan Wolverine team. Now, sounds like Western Michigan has a quarterback, but you're only as good as your supporting cast often, especially in the game of football. Can you highlight some of the other playmakers on offense that will aid Ellaby in Western Michigan? One of the guys was on the receiving end. A lot of those touchdowns last year was uh, Dwayne Eskridge, who was 
the second round pick by the Seattle Seahawks, and he's going to have a really good NFL career. So that target is gone, but not too many teams return two all-conference receivers like the Broncos do. And Sky Moore, who's a slot receiver, and uh, Jalen Hall, who can really go deep, and he's a big, tall, physical receiver who uh, Caleb can go to over the top. And so uh, Jalen caught seven touchdown passes last year. He's a threat. And uh, Sky Moore is an outstanding player. This will be his third year in the program. So those two guys are the top two receivers. And then there's another young man, Corey Crooms, who uh, played a little bit last year. He's had a great fall for him. And uh, a young man who transferred from Chattanooga to play Division one football for the Broncos. His name is Bryce Nunley, and he's had a really good camp, so he'll be in the mix. So those four guys are probably the top four receivers. Another redshirt freshman, Kavion Mack, is really coming on too. So they've got some options out there at wide receiver and some really good ones led by Sky Moore and Jalen Hall. Now, uh, last time Michigan and West Michigan played, it was a lopsided affair. I believe it was 49-3, Michigan won. Now, it's a different team, a different year. Ideally, what type of game is Western Michigan going to need to play on both sides of the ball uh, to beat Michigan or give themselves a good shot? Well, I don't think they want to get into any kind of a shootout. Uh, the Broncos like to run the football, Trevor, so they need to establish some kind of a running game, which I think they uh, are certainly capable of doing with an offensive line that returns four starters. A couple of position changes up there. Mike Caliendo, who's been a four-year starter at left guard, moves over to center. And the center from last year, Wesley French, who played center because they needed him there, has moved out to left tackle to uh, take the spot of Jalen Moore, who's now in the NFL. And I really like that position switch because Caliendo is a super senior. He's in his sixth year. He was part of uh, the uh, Cotton Bowl team of the Broncos and uh, has played a lot of football. He's a 4.0 student in biomedical sciences. He's one class away from his master's degree. And he's just uh, he's the smartest player on the football team, and that's the guy you want snapping a football for you because. He does all the reads up front for the offensive line. I really like that position change. And I think the offensive line is going to be really solid. They needed to fill the left guard spot, and they had three different guys rotating in there. And I think Trevor Campbell, who's a veteran on the team, has kind of solidified that role, at least at the start of the season. And so you'll see Trevor in there. He's a solid offensive lineman. So that offensive line can uh, allow the Broncos to – run a little bit to help set up the pass for Caleb. I think uh, the offense could uh, move the football a little bit on Saturday. How about you personally, just uh, the, the big house? I, I just How many times have you been there? Do you have a, a story that sticks out in your head about being there for a game? Well, I think the last time we were there, the game got called in a lightning rainstorm, uh, as I recall, but... Um, yeah, I've been there a few times. I grew up in Belleville, which is just down the road. So been to Ann Arbor many times. It's, it's a great spot. It's an historic spot. It's 
it's what college football is all about. That's what's going to make Saturday so much fun. And the fact that uh, there'll actually be people in the stands cheering for their respective teams, it's going to be great because last year we were in front of cardboard cutouts uh, and mom and dad and and friends and siblings, uh, that was about it. So it's going to be fun to get back to somewhat normal operations and I know our players are really excited about it. They've uh, they've been working hard this fall, and uh, I think they're ready to go. All right. Well, we're going to see on Saturday at the Big House. Thank you so much for your in-depth knowledge and insight, Robin. And uh, we'll speak down the road. You take care. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks for having me.